0: put this out on August 30th, but I didn't do it yet, which is kind of cool because it's not that big of a deal in the sense of, like, I don't think about it that much. But this was supposed to be my four years of not drinking. And why am I sharing that with you? Well, a couple things. It's weird how I stopped drinking. And the fact that I don't, you know, talk about it every month or something like that shows you that the power I don't give it and I know that people have their own ways of dealing with it with chips in two weeks and four weeks and months and that's because it weighs heavy on them and I think that I'm lucky where it doesn't and I was able to rationalize it but I was aware of it I'm not saying I'm sober but I pretty much am but I don't have like specific rules but let me explain it to you I remember that, why did I quit drinking? Well, basically, I really want to get in good shape. I want to give myself the real try of really trying to get my body fat low and being very flexible, which I am, and and more muscular. And I've had moments in my career where I'm more in shape and moments in my career where I'm less in shape. But it's a whole whole lot of work, you know. And so if you work and you grind and you finally get a movie going, (sighs) what do you do to start the movie you celebrate, during the movie you work hard, and then you have the wrap party, and then you wait until the movie comes out, or your next movie, and then if the movie's a hit, you celebrate, if the movie bombs you you party, and you're like this is terrible, so booze and all it's ilk go with it, right, I'm sure this is in every aspect of life and basically it was August 30th 2018, I had done a A movie, I did the Roe v. Wade movie. I was in New Orleans, and I was eating every oyster you could, every fried clam you could, every beignet I was drinking down. Beautiful big bottles of red wine. I was drinking vodka sodas and the best beer, and it was like I was loving it, but I was looking fat, bloaty, fat face, fat belly, working out, but just bloaty. And I remember that (sighs) I felt like every day for a few years, I had some sort of alcohol. Every day. I think the worst it got where was like, I would like want to sleep and I couldn't sleep. So I would take a little crown and Coke and have like a little glass. And it did make me tired. But that's not a good habit, right? Uh, Or I would go to sleep with a little bit of wine or... I would drink these beers that made me feel so good, the the Belgian Duvals, way more. I would drink the pink elephant beer, all these different beers. They're very calorie dense. And I or if I went to sushi, I always had sake. You have to. If I ate Italian, I drank wine. If I was eating Mexican, I get a margarita. If I was having gastropub, you'd get a beer. So like the alcohol was part of the food. It wasn't like I was sitting in a home, blah, blah, blah. But then also like events, I'd have a drink or we would have a screening, have a drink after, or have a drink or meet me for a drink. Or let's have a meeting, talk about a drink. You know what I mean? And I, the, really the reason I started was I was like, I've been drinking a lot for a few years. Not like a ton. When I did drink, I when I drank, a, when it was like a party, I definitely drank to get drunk like for sure. Like you want to you get drunk. But also, you like socially, like I said, like food. Uh, and I would buy beer, it was like my grocery list. I'd buy like X amount of Duvalls and I'd put them in my fridge. I'd have beer. I liked beer. Uh, you know, and it was, it's, it's, I noticed all different types of things. I was like, this is like, like I've drank, like, even if it's one beer every day for like three years, just like, you know, but I just, and I thought, maybe I should probably be careful with my kidneys. I started thinking about my liver. And then I, like, had girlfriends on and off and go to their place, and we'd hang out and, you know, and have some wine with them and drink. And then I was starting to get to that age where it's like when you drink and you're about to have a little a little bedtime fun, there wasn't an issue there. But there was an issue of, like, when's it going to happen? Like, uh, you know, you, I was I was lasting a long time. You know what I'm saying? Which is weird. I was like, damn, I'm like a porn star. I'm never going to arrive, if you will. And then I realized, oh, that's like a side effect of alcohol that you really. But that's not good either. You don't want to you don't want to have sex drunk. I didn't really do that. But I'm just saying it's like if I had a girlfriend, we would drink a little. I just remember sex lasting a really long time. And I was like, I was, I was basically because I was like, it takes forever to fuck, to finish. And I was like, oh, that's a booze thing, isn't it? Because, you know, you're drunk. So basically, it wasn't one thing. I started looking at myself, and really it was, it was. I was going to shoot my new special, Stupid Smart. the first special I shot in eight years, and I knew I was going to shoot it at the end of November. So I had all of September, all of October, because it's really hard to quit drinking because you're like, well, Halloween's coming up, well, Labor Day's coming up, and then Halloween's coming up. And then the holidays are coming up. But then in our business, it's like, oh, you got a premiere here. You, you're on the weekend. I mean, look, as a comedian on the... Forget, if you do a movie, you have a start party. You work. Then you have a weekend party. Then there's parties during shoot. Then there's a wrap party. Then there's a premiere. That's slippery slope. Like, with a comedian, you can do shows. And then you're bored as fuck in a town. Boom. Friday night, tear it up. Saturday tear it up again, Sunday sleep. I started noticing if I was partying on a Friday night, you know, drinking and stuff, my Saturday shows felt a little off. So i wait till Saturday. And then I realized my Sunday crowd got a little gypped. But between that, drinking after a shows, after you feel accomplished, chicken fingers, nachos. Oh, I just had this nachos. You're putting on five pounds for the weekend. You do that for 10 years, plus movies, plus, you know, it, it, could, it could get out of hand, right? Because my job is... To bring you the party—that's what a comedian's job is. That's what a, an actor's job is. So it looks like everything's always a party. I—I I provide escapism to you. So if you are part of that escapism, it's like a DJ. A DJ can go down the rabbit hole very quickly. That's why you have a lot of sober DJs because it's like they can't keep up with that. So it's a little backstory. So I was gonna shoot my special, and I had about two, almost three months, and I was like, you know what? I said, I said, I gotta, I gotta like lose weight then i had an argument with my agent he came over we had a whole meeting and he's like let's have a bottle of wine and talk about it and that was that was the i was gonna start like a day or two before the 30th and then i had a time with him and i was like okay this will be the last time i drink for a little while had no idea um so then i i said i'm gonna just stop drinking i set a goal till like november 18th and i said That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to lose weight. And if I, you know, even if I don't work out as much, I just need to cut all that booze out, that bloaty look. I need to get rid of the bloated look. And if you look at me in the special, I do look less bloated. And I'm like, I just want to focus and get all my jokes in. And, and, you know, I'm going to work towards this goal. So that's what I did. And it was weird for about a month where. Just really the habit of like, okay, I did this today, I did this today, I did this today. I did all that. Let's have a glass of wine. And that took some time. It's like, why can't I have wine? There were times when I had different operations and I'd have Percocet for a pain pill and I would take a Percocet sometimes. It's just, you know, if I had extra ones that I never really used, I would take them sometimes. Like if I was in Vegas or something and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take a Percocet today and go to the pool. And they were good. The issue is, though, it's like they can really just make you fucking heavy. So whatever the stuff I've tried, I've always had like a reaction to it that wasn't it eventually too much of it made me question it, which is good. You know, like too much booze, I get fat and I started getting fucking I couldn't even get past a hangover, like two drinks. And I was like, I started waking up. I remember really heavy, like two drinks, two glasses of wine and fucking wake up like. Someone punched me in the fucking... So, basically, I started with that, and, I, and it was the habit. It was the habit of, you know, the first habit was like, okay, well, I'm not going to have a glass of wine late at night. So I went back to my old habits when I was, like, really working as an actor and going and auditioning. I had all this wine in my house that people would give me when I started getting jobs. I never opened it. And so I had a lot of wine in my house, and I said, this is just like my old life 20 years ago. Just keep the wine there. You didn't open it before. It wasn't like staring you down, like, drink me. So I did that. So I had wine and it was out in the open and it was nice bottles of wine. And I just never opened it. And I started going back to tea because I thought I want to sleep. What did I used to do? I used to take magnesium and chamomile tea. Boring, but effective. Rarely drank, rarely drank. As an early actor, I only started drinking because I started getting successful. So what do you do? You enjoy your success. There's rap parties, have a drink. Premieres, have a drink. You know, go to a Maxim party, meet some chicks, have a drink. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at some of the most successful times in my life, I'm bloated. And if you look at some of the most depressing times in my life and depressed, I'm bloated too. I'm bloated either way. And I don't like that look. Because when I was older, when I was younger, the bloat didn't really hang on to me. But when you get older, it does. So I started, like, getting into the habit. I started drinking tea. And then I started realizing that I remember I ordered sushi for the first time. And I just had a green tea with it. And I was like, this is not the same sensation. But the sushi was still amazing. But I'm like, I just want sake with it. And then you realize what's better, the sushi or the sake? Well, for me, I like the sushi. So I started doing that, and then I started realizing that I could eat the sushi, and I didn't need the sake. And then Italian food was really good, but I was eating, like, pasta with no wine. Like, a nice bowl of pasta with no wine. I'm like, that's not going to work. So what did I do? I changed it to, like, chicken piccata and, like, broccolini, and I'd have some water and some tea. I'm like, okay, it's a little boring, but that's better. Mexican food. I love it. But again, without a margarita, it's just not as fun. I cut out pub food altogether. So what am I trying to say? When I cut out the booze, it started making me look at the next questions of my life. So what am I eating? And then I'm like, well, I wasn't eating as much Italian food and I love it, but it's really thick. So I was the only trying to eat a cleaner version of that. And then Mexican food. I'm like, you know what? Cause the The margarita leads to the chips, which leads to the queso. I'm like, I'm just going to avoid Mexican completely. And pub food, maybe on the road, I can just get like the protein style of like the gastro burger stuff. Because it was late night. There's no place to eat when you're on the road. So I'm like, usually pubs. So these things, these that the booze went to, to be a health thing and then a habit thing. Here's the next thing that happens. You start looking at it and you start going, well, who do I go to these places with to eat? Well... I go with a person that also likes to drink wine. Okay, well maybe I got to avoid that person for a little while, even if they're a good friend. Or you try it with them and say I'm not going to drink tonight. So what I'm trying to tell you is one little step leads to another little step naturally, which leads to another little step naturally, and the pressure is off. And for about a month, ooh, I was puked. For about a month, the habit of not having a glass of wine or or a sake or something with the alcohol, the taking the edge off, that was like a little weird. It was pretty hard for two weeks. but Once I got past two, there was something like, change. do something for, I think it's for 21 days and you'll see a change. And so I was, I made sure to get to the 21 days. And then when I did, it did. It got, you can break a habit. <clears throat> and, but you should put it in with something else. I don't believe these people that drink and then they quit drinking, but they're fucking slipping down 90,000 cigarettes. It's like, well, I got to do something. I get it, but. You have to look at what's making you do all this. And so I was basically just, after about a month, it got a little easier to, you know, not really think, oh, okay, a glass of wine, this dinner, and stuff like that. And then I started, like, going out to eat less, you know, and I was, like, wanting to get in shape, so I was, like, you know, eating more simple meals and stuff. And then I shot my show, and that night I wanted to celebrate because there was a lot of pressure. And I went to eat with two sober people that just happened to be comics I like that I work with, but they were there and, and we ate and I, somebody gave me a joint. So I smoked a couple of hits of the joint and I was really high and I had pumpkin pie. And and that was pretty much it. I, I think in four years I've maybe gotten high six times, maybe, maybe less. But after I did that that night and I was like, I don't even need to celebrate feeling this way. I just had a lot of pressure on me, so they offered me a joint, and I had a couple of puffs, and I was good, and I was eating great, and I was like, I worked for three months. I lost weight, blah, blah, I'm going to enjoy it. And I had pumpkin pie. After that, I just, I don't know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go through the holidays, I'm not going to drink. And then I did that, and then I was going back and forth and seeing my mom, and I was making good progress losing weight, so I got me motivated, you know, I was dropping, like, excess pounds and uh then my mother passed away after a long battle and i got another movie and i'm like well i'm gonna look good for the movie and i'm like i'm not gonna drink for my mother's you know and there's a lot of irish people there and they were drinking and i remember i drank like a lot of wine from my dad's thing and my brother did too and i'm like i'm not gonna do it this time And I had a movie, which was good and bad during the whole process. It was crazy shit. And uh, the movie Trick. And then I just just said, I'm not going to drink. I said, if I can get through a holiday, if I can get through a goal, I did. Get through a Halloween without it, I did. Holidays, did. A goal of a production, I did. Uh, Another big holiday, I did. Another goal of a movie, I did. The passing of your second parent, that was big. Not to drink. During that, and then I had a lot of big life changes after my mother died, and I was like, I need to focus, I need to do stuff. A lot of shit happened. This fucking guy I used to work with booked me in clubs I didn't even okay, okay to, and then I was like, my rep was on the line, and I had to focus. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, You fucking okayed this without him talking to me. Like, That's when I realized the guy was a fucking scumbag. Just wanted to work so he would make money, that type of shit. So, so I was like, fuck it. My whole life was changing because my mother passed, my business changed, my reps changed, all this stuff. So I just said, I'm going to just keep working this summer. I have a lot to do and I'm just going to focus. And my birthday came. I didn't want to party. I was 49. My mother just died. Didn't drink. And then I went on a private yacht in late July of 2019, $1,500 bottle of like 35-year-old wine, tons of tequila. I didn't drink. I said, you know what? I'm just not going to drink, ma'am. Thank you. Like, in fucking the best the way to do it. Like, private chefs, Italy, a yacht, two weeks, the whole nine, everything you should be doing. I did everything, but I'm like, I'm not going to drink. That was another big step, you know, the mother, the birthday, the yacht. And then I'm like, well, I got to get to a year. I'm close to a year. So then I got to the year. I'm like, wow, I just did all year of not drinking. I was like, I was just going to do it for this first job. And it, I kept adding goals to it. It's like my buddy, my buddy, he was brilliant. You know, I always tell women, if you love a man, let him go. And your true test of love is if he comes back. And my buddy has a, an agreement with his wife where his wife's like, I understand if you're on the road, you get horny. And you want to get a little something, I get it. I'd rather you not, but if you do it, it's okay. And by his wife telling him that... She made herself so vulnerable and he's such an empath. He could never do it. He'd be like, I don't want to hurt my wife or kids. And I've been on the road with the guy multiple times. And women love the guy. Never once. Never once. I said, how do you keep doing it? He said, well, first I felt bad. First, she was so cool. Then if I get tempted, I would feel bad. And he goes, but now it's just a streak. I'm coming up on 10 years. He's like, it's a streak. And he's a real competitive guy. And he's like, I want to beat my streak. And it really works for him. And that's how booze started coming. I was like, and I wasn't doing anything else. No, I'm not a pill head or a weed head or anything. But like I said, once in a blue moon, I considered that something different. Because I wasn't saying I'm trying to be sober. I'm just trying to say I wasn't going to drink because I wanted to lose weight in my face. But it led to a plethora of other life changes. John... Mayor a few years I think before that It was a great Rolling Stone article He talks about how drinking is the big con And I agree with him You should read it Really fascinating article I am i don't know if John does smokes weed or whatever Maybe he does, I don't know But I totally agree He was like we were promised something else with booze But it's not It's a really, really truthful article I think And once I got to the year Then I went to another Halloween party And I'm like I'm not going to drink and I'm like, I'll drink when it's a big event. That's what, that's what I said. I'll break this thing when it's a big event of success. And then sure enough, we go and I'm busy I'm you know, every weekend and I'm too busy. And I'm scanning fucking deals and cleaning out my life and purging all the bullshit, and getting rid of people and cleaning up tax bills and all types of shit. And then I was like, I was worked over the holidays of 2019 and I knew that the Wuhan was coming. And then... I did a couple of gigs and then 2020 and then lockdown happened and I was working more. So I was in front of the camera. Funny you should ask. And I did a movie called, uh, last call. And I'm like, I'm not going to drink during the film of this movie. So like little things that I would normally do, I didn't do. So it was like a first movie where I never drank, you know, did this way. So I tried these, these, these old ways with new and, and then once lockdown happened, I'm like, two weeks to slow the spread. I'm like, well, people are going to... And then people start smoking weed, taking pills, all these issues start happening. And I'm like, this is going to be longer than two weeks. And this is a time for me to sit in my house. I haven't been in my house this long in, ever. So I'm like, I can get a lot done. Because I was in a fucking workspace. So after like the first month of lockdown, I'm like, people are drinking and stuff. I was like, I'm not going to do any of that. that, that that's a worst way to do it, right? That's how people... Drink yourself to death Or smoke yourself to death Plus I had so much to do Like I need a year off To get caught up So for me the pandemic was Besides being paranoid Like we all were in the beginning It was You know Get your food prepared Wash it down Spray it Don't fucking trip Get rid of all your garbage Fucking get your bills Get your monies together Do house projects You know So that's what I was doing So I was productive I had a workout schedule I mean people that came over I remember man 2 years ago my friend Kyle came over and set up my house and my server and that guy was like three I had I stayed outside when he went outside to do the server I mean I was like it was like he was like a fucking what the fuck we were looking at each other like we're wild animals like that's crazy right There was no comedy so so basically once I was deep in the pandemic and I had no booze And it came up on my 50th birthday and people wanted me to drink. And I'm like, I don't want to drink. And they're like, it's your 50th. And I'm like, yeah, but it was like a very small celebration because it was a pandemic. And it was great, but it was like not the party I had planned in my mind for my 50th because I thought I was going to have like a big rager. But I didn't know people were going to fucking steal from me financially. We were going to be in a worldwide pandemic. I didn't know my mother was going to be passed away. So it was a different feeling, you know. And um, I just said, I'm not going to drink. And people kind of pushed me. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. The more Actually, the more you push me, the more I'm not going to do it. And then once I did that, and they're like, why aren't you going to do it? I'm like, I don't I don't, I don't know. It's a weird time, and I don't need booze to deal with it. I'd rather go sit in my pool. And then I said also that I'm almost at two years. So, boom. So, once I got to two years, I was like, okay, well, what the fuck is this? So, then we're locked down all the way up into pretty much end of May 2021. That's when. You know, the VAC started coming and all that stuff started happening. And then I started getting productive with my podcast and all this stuff. So I'm like, "Why? I don't, I don't want to focus. I don't want to drink. And then once my podcast started getting busy and I started going out, I'm coming up on my 51st birthday in 2021. And and they they ripped the masks off at the end of May, early June of 2021 in Vegas. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. I'm doing meet and greets with the mask. People didn't care. And. We still didn't know the vax and all this shit. So I'm like, I, I did this long. I'm almost at three years. So I got the three years. And now I'm just, and, and, and so much has happened during that time. And so many different habits have formed. I'm giving you the quicker version of it. But basically I started to s- stop drinking for a selfish reason. That became a goal that became more of a health reason. Like, I'm like, I can't, my liver can't be in good shape if I drink, but you know, my liver is in good shape, but like, it's cause, but now I'm aware, like maybe I shouldn't have done that to my liver. Not that I was like drinking that crazy, but just a little, if you have one beer every day, I don't know. I don't think it's probably good for you. I, I'm i sitting there and I'm doing all of these things and I'm not drinking. And then that leads to like, well, better eating habits. you know, less going out. Then I started cooking more because of the pandemic. Like I used a lot of the pandemic for positivity. Like I was cooking more. I got more into a ritual. Um I started cutting out friends that I'm like what are they doing? What am I getting with these people? I'm not getting anything positive out of it, you know? I stopped taking shitty gigs that I'm like why would I take that gig? That's not going to be positive for me. So all of this stuff started happening and I'd gone through all these life events then I started shooting a movie in October twenty one. There was another death of someone that I knew, and I was like, "Just, you know, I'm not going to drink for that." And then the movie. I went to the rap party. I was fucking a lot of people. People wanted the party, and sub, uh, incidentally, uh, some chick who was cool on the movie was a complete asshole at the party. Some chick who was like played a stripper, who was really cool in the movie, was a shit faced. Fucking moron at the rap party. Everyone hated her. And I called her out. I'm like, you're ruining everyone's fucking party. You had two fucking lines. Get the fuck out of here. And she was like, "Fuck you, fuck you. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, get her out of here. Get the trash out. Because it wasn't her movie. We worked hard on this movie. And the fucking piece of trash was wasted. And that made me not want to drink more. And my co-star's beautiful young man wasn't drinking. I don't think he drinks. So basically, what am I trying to say at this time as this was happening, life events were happening, something that started as a so as a as a narcissistic reason. Then I realized it became a choice that was in our lives involuntarily that I was like starting to question the people involved with it. And then I started realizing that a lot of people stop drinking. A lot of people, a lot of comedians don't drink and some of them are sober and some of them Some comedians are like, I'm sober, but they do like, I just did 16 bars of heroin, but I don't drink. I was like, that's not, that's sublimating. California sober is bullshit. Like I said, maybe in four years, I smoke like five times. But like, no, two of them are like weed drops. Maybe two times I smoke. CBD, I would do that sometimes to sleep. But I never claim to be sober. I claim to not drink. But I pretty much am sober. I don't really do anything. But basically, by stopping drinking... You start gravitating to others that don't drink and you start changing your life choices naturally. This is how the way it happened for me should happen for everyone in terms of life, like naturally seeing things. And like, you know, I know a lot of younger comics that don't drink. They do their comedy. Maybe they work out more. Maybe they TikTok or they're so busy having to market themselves. They don't have time to drink. I see some older comics that never drink or very few drink. Some legends I didn't realize didn't drink. Like I said, it's a slippery slope, right? You Fucking on the weekend, you're there. After a show, there's like three things to do. One of them is drink. The other is like meet up with a woman. And the third is to fucking eat. Or you, know, you can do all three. And so I started potting instead of going to sleep at night, you know, having a glass of wine, go to sleep and do a pot. So my productivity, my circle started changing, keeping it more and more of, okay, this is people I should be around. But I wasn't like, didn't go to any meetings or any of that. All those meetings and stuff I ever went to was always some girls I dated who were sober. Give them chips and stuff. I never went to any of that. Because I don't, I'm not considered I'm like, I'm not a sober, like, AA person. I'm just a, I quit drinking. Will it last forever? Who knows? I don't have a desire to drink. In fact, there was times, like, there's some high-end events that people wanted to give me some booze. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to break it. And I'll tell you why. I started seeing that more and more people stopped drinking. And I don't think it was just me. I think I noticed it. Then I started smoking cigars a little bit more. Now I stopped doing that for a while. I don't think they're bad, but they're not great. But I'd love a cigar. And then once I started seeing the pandemic and all the different things that happened, I realized that I think drinking is a complete sham. And I'll explain it to you. However, whatever happened with weed happened, whatever, if it's, Reefer Madness, if you go back to the history of weed and Randolph Hearst, the uh, hemp could have been paper. Hemp has like 52 uses, and he was in control of paper. He would have lost all his money if hemp took over. So he really tried to demonize weed. So if you think about it, what is booze? It's a spirit. They say, ooh, it's 180 proof. It's the spirits. The spirits getting you. I think booze... Is not a naturally occurring thing. Probably, possibly, is in nature, but more ale. I believe it was put here to fuck us up. I think booze and all its marketing, all its glory. You see people on commercials drinking, laughing, having a good. That's not how it is. You should see some dude trying to rip a girl's bra off while he's making out with her. Another chick puking in the corner while her hands are fucking. Another two dudes fighting, a car crash. like That's what you should see in these commercials for booze, but you don't see that. You see people having the best time. That's just a lie. People can have a good time, but if you were to film a lot of booze parties in the weekend, more than half of them when to end up with some drama. Number two is it's a depressant. It adds calories, number three. It makes you, it's hard with the hangover, number four. It eventually fucks with your liver at number five. There's all these things. but I, And, and it, I don't think it occurs naturally in nature as much as weed and mushrooms. And I'm not saying I do those either. Stay with me. If you believe in all this stuff and the vibrations of yourself and how we're made up of vibes and it says your, your tribe is your vibe and that you actually are a vibrating alive organism. I can, I'm trying to say it in a less hippie way. They say that if you are connected to your vibrations and if you tap in, that if you vibrate at a higher frequency, that there's frequencies all around us, which are true, that's how we listen to music and how we deal with cell phones and different things, frequencies are a real thing and we pick them up and we can also transmit them through ourselves, not knowing that we can. This is a scientific fact. Booze is known to lower your frequency. Yo, that's a low frequency vibe. You ever hear that? Yo, that guy's got bad vibes, low frequency vibe. It is a scientific fact that if you rest as an as an eight, if you take mushrooms and it taps you into an eleven, booze is out of two for you. It reduces your natural state of frequency. Like you can look this up. They did the water test and they did something with water and how it crystals look different ways when it did when certain I don't know how to explain it, but it's real. The frequency shit is real. And one of the things without drinking, you now my sleep is another issue I got to get better at, is I do feel that I was a little bit more, I'm way more in tune with the earth. And I'm way more, I've already been in tune, but I'm way more in tune with everyone. And I start seeing, and the more you see drunk people, how annoying they are, you're almost a whole existence above people when you're really fucking clear-minded. That's why I think booze is totally man-made and so prevalent because the powers that be don't want you at your best self. They want diligent, hardworking, obedient bitches, just like George Collins said, obedient workers to do their bidding. They want you subservient. They want to beat you with a stick and on the weekend, here's some booze that you think is a fucking treat, but really it's just going to make you fucking worse but it's couched as something great. They really wanted to help you out. They give you some weed or mushrooms. The argument with mushrooms is that it actually taps in your pineal gland, pineal gland, and you actually see things that are there that we can't see in our normal frequency. There is an argument. I can't prove that. Prove that. Prove that. I cannot prove that. But it's an interesting argument that when you tap into a mushroom, you're seeing things that are there that you can't tap into because it's being blocked by whatever. I could talk about this all day, but I have to go to the airport. Let me just say this: I don't know if I'll ever drink again. I might. It depends. It depends on my emotions. But right now, I don't see a reason why. I'm very happy, not drinking. I right. more physically active. I want to be more fit. Instead of drinking, you go play ba- play golf or basketball. Or I'm not saying it's bad. It's definitely bad. It is bad. Your mind. It fucks your mindset up. That's what I really believe. I believe booze fucks your mindset up. I never felt that way before. But this is the longest I've never drank. I'm not going to judge you if you drink, because I understand it. If you're annoying and you drink, then I'll judge you. If everybody did mushrooms or weed and there was no more booze, it'd be fascinating to see what the culture would be like. You'd probably have a lot more hippie cheese shops. People would get more creative and, uh, and do their own thing, where booze is like boo, 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 boo. So look, that's my opinion. I think it fucks your frequencies up. I... If I loved the feeling of being a good drunk, but if I didn't get a hangover, which I do, if I didn't feel like someone punched me in the face the next day, which I do, if I didn't get angry, which I do, if I didn't have like depression afterwards and start thinking like why did I do that, what I would have loved to keep drinking. If I didn't, if I could keep abs and drink, if I picked quality people, if I had meaningful meaningful sex during it, these are eight reasons so far why i quit drinking. <laughs> if I made good. Dietary choices, this thing So that that's just my personal thing You could do whatever you want But that's I'm sharing it with me And I've lived a lot But now I'm in this place where I'm boring I don't want to be boring, but I am You know, I eat only a certain amount of foods I hang out with my chick Do certain gigs And try to spread the fucking word of truth And organize my fucking little office Figure out next steps before the world goes down It's my clock I Gotta get to the airport You guys, I love you your journey's your own. I'm nothing. I don't know anything. I'm just sharing mine with you. Maybe make yours a little easier. Like, subscribe, join my Patreon. I'm, I have 19 Patreons. I'm trying to get to 20. Go to my website. More dates are happening. Much love to you, my brothers and sisters. Peace.